Welcome to She's Running, the podcast all about women who are running for office, from school board to Senate and everything in between. I'm Emily Jackson. Today's guest is Yolian Ogbu, an amazing young woman whose name I am absolutely sure we will be hearing a lot. So if you need one more reason to go visit Barnes & Noble this week, I've got one for you. There is a brand new magazine that has hit the shelves, Rosa. It's about women in power and politics, and it is smart and informative and flippin' gorgeous. This is no checkout line glossy. That is some high quality paper, my friends. In addition to the pieces on powerful women, there's also an article about this little old podcast. That's right, I got interviewed. And I'm definitely not playing it cool at all. I'm freaking excited. Me and my crew are probably going to buy all of the issues available in Dallas, so you will need to get yours somewhere else. Self-promotion aside, it is really exciting to see a beautifully produced piece about women in politics. We're changing the status quo, and the world is going to know about it. So I want to start off by just saying that you are one of those <laughs> amazingly inspiring young women who make me feel like I have done absolutely nothing with my life. Oh my gosh, <laughs> no. No way. Uh, yeah, definitely. I um, When I was looking at your website, I was like, oh man, this chick is awesome. I am garbage. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Believe me, that was me like... When I saw other inspirational women, I felt like <laughs> the exact same way. I was like, oh my gosh, how can I ever get to their level? Yeah, exactly. Okay, so let's get started. So who are you and what is your organization? So my name is Yolion and I'm 18 years old. I'm from Briscoe, Texas. I attend UNT and um, I started this organization called Grassroots Youth. It's a global nonprofit and it's all about building a global network of students like ready to exact change because it all started when um, I always get this question all the time. It's like, I'm really, really passionate and I want to get involved, but I don't know how or like where to start, when to start. I just, I don't know what to do, right? And I realized in this day and age, like everybody loves like just easy access to anything, like through um, our device, through social networking and things like that. So it's like, why not? Why not I just do something about it? So that's kind of where Grassroots Youth came about. So yeah. And how did you just come up with this? Were you just like talking to friends one day and said, hey, we're going to start a national organization? <laughs> so actually, I I went. I was fortunate enough to go to this um, National Youth Action Summit in Memphis, Tennessee about two months ago. Mm -hmm. And it was all about, um, uh, it's a national convening of like, hundreds and hundreds of like youth organizers, social justice activists from all over this, um, the United States. And I just felt so inspired after spending four days with them and really learning about building networks and things like that. So I was on the airplane actually on my way back to Dallas. And I was like, this is like, I just felt like I needed to do something. Like now that I have all this energy of, from all these amazing young people around me, I need to like do something and I, sh I should do more. Right. And, um, then, like, I realized, like, I think everyone around me in my community deserves to feel the same way I felt when I was in that space with all of those amazing people who had done amazing things back in their communities. So I was like, why not I do something? So I was literally on the airplane and I was like, oh, my gosh. Uh, so I got out a pencil and paper. I was like, what should this even be called? And like, I started crafting my mission statement and like 
what exactly I wanted to do. And then, and then I just got even better, I guess, as I uh, started talking to my friends, I was like, is this even a good idea? And they were like, yeah, but like, here are some improvements. So Mm -hmm. that's kind of where it all started. So what's the next step for that? Like you've got a website, Mm -hmm. now what? Okay, so now that we've kind of launched everything, we're really looking to expand. So, so far we've reached um, a lot of students in Texas, primarily college and high school, and we have New York students as well, but we're really trying to expand and get as many people in as many states as possible. And looking at this in the next like year, I'm really even looking like, um, like I said, it's global, so I'm wanting to look at it worldwide, especially because I realize like I don't, I I never liked the idea of someone just knowing everything and then telling everyone what to do. I liked the idea that like you're teaching someone how to be their own leader. And that's really what this is all about. I want to be able to show others how you can create tangible steps towards community organizing. And this is something that can happen globally. So that's kind of what I'm looking for, just expanding my um, the representatives program that we created and then kind of getting more people involved and just um, really making this a cohesive um, type organization with so many people involved. How can somebody join your program if they're interested? Okay, so all they have to do is go online and there's a a short application that they need to fill out for the representatives program. Because the thing is, is I'm really looking for people that like are interested and they don't even need to have experience. They just need Mm -hmm. to have a drive of some sort. And um, so they fill out this small application, just kind of clarifying where they're from and like whether or not they'd be willing to really do the responsibilities and duties of this organization. And then um, our team like or uh, reviews these uh, applicants and then we send them an email saying, you know, whether or not they got in or not. And then after that, we place them into a cohort. So we have different cohorts depending on what topics you're interested in. So after they get selected, um, we uh, kind of give them a list of topics. And if we don't even have like because it's not exhaustive. So if we don't have like what they're looking for, like they can send us more topics and then. We kind of put them in a cohort cohort of people in their state um, so that they can start talking to people within their state and then they can actually start organizing things um, from there. So if they're really interested, they can like find us on social media and Twitter and then apply through our website. That's kind of how to do it. And do you have your first cohort yet? Yes, actually we do. And we just announced it about uh, a week ago and we have about 20 um, students and... um, Really, actually, we're having our first video conference today, and uh, we're going to be talking about uh, everything that happened post-national walkout. What do we do now that we're really angry and everyone knows it in terms of um, gun violence and gun control? But um, it's really about coming together and talking about, okay, what are some steps we can actually take in our communities um, after the fact that we have protested? So So two months ago, Mm -hmm. you had an idea. Mm-hmm. And now you've got your first cohort and mm-hmm. you're like planning actions this afternoon. Mm-hmm. That's bananas. <laughs> it's, just honestly thinking about it, it's crazy to me. Like, I didn't even think people would be interested in this. I feel like everyone would have been like, no, that's not that great of an idea. But yeah. it, I'm extremely blessed to have people that truly like saw the potential. And that's really what I cared about. Like, if someone saw the potential in what this organization could do and the fact that there are people that already like immediately signed on to this, like 
really proved to me that there are people out there that want to do something about our political climate today. So how did you get in, like interested in politics? Oh, okay. So that started a while ago um, when I was in fourth grade, actually. So um, I am a first-generation American, and my parents are from Eritrea. So as I was growing up, I heard a lot about their journey to America, the sacrifices they've made, and um, just a lot that they went through, especially because there was a war going on. So they didn't really choose to have, like, they didn't have the option to leave their country. It was a must. So um, I really started hearing, like, at the dinner table, they would always talk about international politics. So that was kind of my whole thing. I loved talking about what was going on in Africa and um, things of that sort. And then in the fourth grade, my teacher gave me an assignment that um, was like, okay, can you talk about something really, really important in your life? And so some students talked about their like first birthday, and then some students talked about how they went to the zoo. And so I, being myself, I talked about the Eritrean-Ethiopian War um, that had happened and how that had monumentally changed my parents' life and why I'm here today. And as a fourth grader, like, I don't even remember how I was able to, like, accumulate all that information and then just, like, write an essay on it. But my teacher was, like, really worried. Like, she was like, um, <laughs> are you are you okay? Like, do you have anything going on? Like, I just expected you to talk about, like, your first puppy or something, but it ended up being an entire, like, Civil War, like, essay. And I was like, well, I don't I, This is what I care about. And so then it just kind of got even better in a sense maybe like fifth grade instead of our uh, we had a talent show so instead of everyone um singing so some people sang some people like played the guitar and some people acted and stuff i decided to do a speech about uh 9-11 and what we should do afterwards and how i felt even though i wasn't a part of it and like education and why education is so important in my elementary career um so that's like it got even better i guess and i started realizing like i wanted to get involved as much as possible and I started talking and I got involved in my debate team things like things of that sort so just kind of I found as many avenues as possible to have my voice heard I bet the kid with the tap shoes was not excited to go next after you <gasps> no people were like um <laughs> like I don't know what to do after that I was like yeah I'm sorry I really set that up for you <laughs> So I want to give just like a brief uh, rundown of some of your bio highlights, because, mm-hmm. again, so impressive. <laughs> so you're involved with Ignite at UNT. Yes, yes where you're I am. a treasurer. Mm-hmm. You're a U- UNICEF Next Gen Ambassador. Mm-hmm. You're part of, of Bridge the Divide's Global Ambassador Program. You're a field organizer for a congressional candidate campaign. Mm-hmm. And recently, the mayor of Frisco, Texas, your hometown, just mm-hmm. proclaimed March 21st as uh, Yolion Day. Yes. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I missed like 60% of your resume there. But <laughs> like, that's awesome. I mean, just how do you find these things and say, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna do this and this and this and also go to school and like also, yeah, you know, you know, have a life. <laughs> I mean, I realize like my life is like a, um, in a in a triangle. Like you can only have like three things and I'm always missing out on something. And that's kind of what makes me mad. So it's either like I'm missing out on a social life or like sleep. But, you know, that's usual as a student. Um, I guess with getting involved in everything, like I realize like the way my mind works is that if I'm not doing something important, then it's like, mm-hmm. I, I like what else am I going to do with my time so I always found a way to make myself busy and there's like pros and cons to that but um, 
I guess all throughout high school, it, it really started like when I was when I wanted to do volunteer hours and then it turned into something like that I ended up loving. Um, and that's really why like Yolian Ogbu Day actually even came about. And that was like through all the community service I've done. And like I and it, I'm going to tell you, like ninth grade, I was like, oh, my gosh, like I have to do community service. But it ended up turning into something that I really, really was passionate about. And um, then I realized I was like, maybe I can actually do like more than what I think I can, even mm -hmm. even if I'm like 16. So, um, yeah, I just I found so many avenues to get involved. And then when I found like Ignite, like at UNT, like I like I cannot even tell you how overjoyed I was. The fact that there was literally an organization on campus that was specifically tailored to exactly what I want to do with my life was mm -hmm. crazy to me. Um, so that kind of even provided more of a stepping stone towards me, like, I guess, releasing any doubt that I had that I could ever get this far or that I could even do more or accomplish more. So, so do you want to stay in politics? Do you want to be like an activist, all of the above? I think, I think I'd call myself that right now. Like uh -huh. what I'm doing, like I used to think when I was younger that I have to wait until I was a certain age to actually do anything. Like I was like, okay, let me just like, after this, I'll go to grad school. And then when I do that, I'll get a job. And then like, maybe when I'm 40, I'll finally start doing the things I love. And then I realized that you can actually make a job out of what you do and like what you love to do. Um, I was it was utter, I was utterly shocked. So I think um, I want to stay in this area because I feel like that's where my like skills and where I can m most meet people's needs. Um, so right after this, like I definitely will go to grad school and then continue studying like um, everything in terms of like advocacy and things like that. And then I want to be able to help people definitely at the local level first and then move up. But um, yeah, I think this is, it took me a long time to realize it, but I think this is kind of where I belong, like this sector, this area of helping people is really where I think I can, you know, do the most. Mm -hmm. Have you had any like obstacles when you're either in these programs or setting mm -hmm. up your organization or something that just like kind of hits you and says, I don't, I don't know if I can handle this? Oh yeah, definitely a lot. I've had so many doubts like, since I was in high school. So like, I didn't, I think, okay, I didn't really realize that I could ever do anything because I didn't have mentors or I didn't have someone that I could like really look up to other than like my parents, of course, but that was like on a different level. Like I didn't really have someone that I saw doing exactly what I wanted to do when I grew up. So I didn't have like that support system in terms of wanting to like justify and like solidify these like doubts that I've had. But um, it definitely was like, you know, growing up, like I did not, I was not able to embrace my full self. Like I definitely, um, living in Frisco, which was a blessing because it's such a great neighborhood. Like I didn't really get to feel like I, like I had to conform to a lot of things. Like I definitely could not be wearing my natural hair. Like if I was in Frisco, like just cause people thought that was weird or like, as I grew up, I just never felt like. I could be myself, right? And so I always had to conform and, and I realized like, so I can't really be my full self, but I can at least, you know, try my hardest in terms of like intelligence and like knowledge and expanding my knowledge. That's like all of high school, you would definitely say that I was like a huge nerd because like mm -hmm. I 
would work so hard and I would study all the time and I was in debate and uh, several extra extracurriculars. So I really, so I filled myself with all those things so that I wouldn't care about what people thought of me or that, um, that I was being too bossy or like, you know, I was the stereotypical angry black woman, like all of these things that I had like thrust upon me in a negative light. I kind of just like put away into a corner and just focused on everything else. Then I didn't realize until high, uh, college that I could actually embrace my full self and that like no one could tell me I can't do anything. And that's kind of how Ignite really, really helped me because I didn't really have like the same kind of women that told me that, okay, you can really like, you can beat other people in terms of leadership. You can be a leader. You can speak out against what you believe in. You don't have to be afraid like you were before. And so um, just now I've started realizing I could, you know, not have to sit on the sidelines and do all the work behind the scenes, but I can actually show myself when I'm doing this work. Um, so definitely when I was starting to create this organization, I had a lot of doubts because I didn't think people were going to like it as much. I didn't think that people were going to think, oh, it's just an 18 year old girl that like just started college. Why would they mm -hmm. want to like follow me? And then when I started talking to people about it and I started actually getting supporters, I realized like this could actually be possible. And then I also realized like, if I don't do this, like who will? And then I won't, I won't be that person for other girls younger than me to say, okay, I can finally do something like that. I want to give, you know, younger women like the option to know that there is someone out there that even though like she didn't have a support system, she, you know, struggled through that. But now I want to give people a support system, especially young women like me, like young first generation Americans who really didn't kind of had to like test out the waters themselves. Cause I would tell you as like a first child, like we kind of have to just figure everything out. You know, we didn't really have like a, a backup, which is why it was even harder for me to start something and start new ventures like these, because like, I don't really have a backup to that, you know, or I don't have a backup plan. I just gotta, I just gotta go and hopefully it'll work, you know? Mm -hmm. What do your parents feel about you putting yourself like in the spotlight? Oh, it's, it's kind of hard, especially because they feel like, well, they, they're, they're a little worried, but also somewhat proud. Mm -hmm. um, the reason why they're worried is just because they know that, like, it, I'm an easy target. I literally fulfill all of the um, the brackets. I'm, <laughs> I'm young, I'm a woman, and I'm black. So it's yeah. like, I have no, like, way to try and be like, no, I, I got something. Like, I fulfill <laughs> everything, you know? And so it's I'm an easy target for people, which is why, like, they're really, really worried that like they, they'd rather me put my head down and just kind of do what I need to do, get my degree, go to grad school, do it, you know, have a job. But I was like, man, if I do that and I, that's what for the longest time I thought I'll just do that. But then when I came to college, I was like, I can't like I really can't like there's like a burning like desire for me to like do something that I know others won't do at the same level that I can, you know. And um, so they're definitely like. They're definitely proud for sure. They're, I know that they're so proud, but like, they're just a little, I can tell that they're like sometimes worried that like I would get myself hurt and they don't really have the means to protect me in that way. So it's definitely hard for me to see them in that light, but I also think that it's necessary because if we don't break these barriers, like I don't know who will, honestly. What's one piece of advice you have for someone who is thinking about like, in that position where they're like, I need to do something, but I don't know what, what to do. 
honestly, like, because so many people have told me that and why I started this organization, I need them to, like, find things around them. Literally look up what the, what are they, um, uh, what do they care about the most? Like, identify that first. And then there are so many resources regarding that specific issue that you're concerned about if you just look for them. And that's, like, the biggest thing that I think a lot of us have a problem with we don't like it's really hard for us to like go out there and like actively look for resources rather than have them come to us so and if you can't find anything make it yourself because you can make it or create something or find a group and create something because it's totally possible regardless of who tells you you can't do it and it doesn't matter how young you are to like you like there shouldn't be an age like limit or like an age like a certain age that you have to be at in order to like create something with your friends if it's literally just you and your school like trying to trying to find a way to make like compostable like uh, compost bins or like trying to be like environmentally friendly friendly um then you can do that you don't have to wait for someone to tell you to so i think the biggest thing for the advice that i would give would be like don't like don't wait for people to do things especially now we have this momentum and after the national walkout after all of these amazing things that the youth have done like this is our time to really start like showing ourselves and what we have the potential to do awesome mm-hmm. so where can people find grassroots youth online so they can find us on twitter and instagram and facebook at grass rts youth and then um, also at our um, website, um, grassrtsyouth.weebly.com. Um, because we're really new, like uh, we're, we just got started in the social media world, but definitely like give us a follow and we'll, de- like, we'll definitely hope that you guys would want to um, apply to be a representative because I'll tell you right now, like we're really, we're really starting to do things and I can't believe that like it's only been, you know, two months, but a lot of things are coming and we're so, so excited. Oh, I so believe that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Awesome. Thanks for chatting with me. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to have talked to you. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it for today. Thanks to Yolian Okbu for chatting with me. You can find out more about Grassroots Youth at grassrootsyouth.weebly.com and I'm going to spell that for you. It is G-R-A-S-S-R-T-S-Y-O-U-T-H dot W-E-E-B-L-Y dot com. And on Twitter they are at grassrtsyouth. You can find She's Running on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at at She's Running Pod. If you like what I'm doing here, please tell a friend about the show. And that's it for today. Thanks. Talk to you soon.